Rack your look for spring at Nordstrom Rack and save up to 60% on brands you love. Rag & Bone, Vince, Marc Jacobs, Adidas, Joes, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. Score new dresses, denim, sandals, designer bags, and sunglasses, plus updates for the family and home. Get your spring on for less, up to 60% less, today at your Nordstrom Rack store. What will you find? Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to the Total Car Score podcast, bringing you the world of cars from inside the car. And now your hosts, Carl Brower, Lauren Fix, and Javier Mota. We're here, we are still here in Ann Arbor for the test uh, drive for Nactoy and fellow juror, John Volker. How are you, John? Good. Thank you for having me. How many EVs have you tested today? Only three. <laughs> Only three? Well... You know, uh, you have driven most of them before, probably, right? Yeah. So you got. And we also are here with Matt Teske, or Teske, how do you pronounce it? Teske, yeah. Teske, founder and CEO of Chargeway. And he just gave us a really interesting uh, conference about where are we in terms of understanding and explaining how EVs work. <laughs> so while listening, well, first of all, thank you for having us. No, no, I no, appreciate being here. Thank you so much. Especially because I understand you haven't slept much. You don't have too much energy today. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, in the last uh, 20 hours, I flew from Reykjavik to Portland to Seattle here to Detroit for this wow. meeting today. So you need to recharge, a fast charge. You I, need. Do, I need a level seven charger right now, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll explain that in a minute. But anyway, while listening to you, I, I remember one of my favorite singers, Kevin Johansen, despite the name. He's from Argentina. Mm-hmm. The father is American, the mother is Argentinian, and they, he grew up bilingual. And I, I remember these lyrics, uh, I'm part of a, a song that says, there are things that I know, there are things that I don't know, there are things that I don't know that I know, and there are things that I don't know that I don't know. <laughs> and I think, more or less, the whole industry with EVs is at that point. Oh, I think that's perfect. And I oftentimes will say, you know, people don't know what they don't know. But I, I think I think Kevin did a better job with his lyrics on making it poetic. But no, that's really where we're at is there's a lot of unknowns about what we're trying to describe, uh, not only to drivers and, and consumers, but also just even within the industry to each other is understanding how do we communicate and talk about this. And by the this, uh, we see that as explaining how to use electricity as a fuel, how that differs from the experience with gasoline that people have known for decades. And John, I know that you know a lot, <laughs> and I've seen posts from you criticizing journalists that don't know what they're talking about sometimes, and they test drive an electric car, and they don't really say how the whole thing works, the whole process of charging, recharging, and all that kind of thing. I think that's right. I've gotten less patient over the years. I've been doing this, <laughs> I've been doing this for 10 years, and in 2012, very few people had even seen an electric car. Yeah. Very few journalists had driven them. Now, a third of the cars we're testing here at Nactoy yeah. are electric this year of this group of several dozen out there. 26, I think, there. I think so, yeah. It's, it's a remarkable number. 
and that's changed radically in the last three or four years. I expect our colleagues as journalists to be able to explain easily, comprehensively, in ways their audiences can relate to how you use an electric car. And Matt's, Matt is mostly about public charging. Yeah. The point I was making in a Twitter thread that really got out of hand, but was very <laughs> yeah, educational. I noticed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's still going, um, is that for the moment, 80 or 90% of all electric car miles are charged either at home, overnight, yeah. or at work. And so public charging in some ways is less familiar to EV drivers now than it was when ranges were lower and people didn't have as easy access to home charging. Yeah. So those are all facets you don't have to think about for gasoline. Yeah, exactly. And Matt, in your conference, you were saying exactly that, that people know gasoline because that's what we've been using for, what, 125 plus years, whatever, with, uh, with cars. Mm. But to be honest, I mean, there's a lot to learn, right? And kilowatts and kilowatt hours and like <laughs> 150 and 300. Like most people, don't, I don't understand. I understand a little bit of it, but not everything. Mm. So what are the most common common mistakes or misconceptions that people have about this? Well, I think you know, people come in with their understanding of the, you know, back to they don't know what they don't know. It's the, what, are their, what is their experience with how to fill up a car to make it go again and again and again? Yeah. And the experience that everyone that is not an EV owner to date has had is if you need to go fill up your vehicle, the effective, the experience is universal. It doesn't matter if you're at a Shell station, a Chevron station here in the States, it will have the fuel you need. It will have a way to connect your vehicle to that fuel. And it is a very, uh, from a time perspective, it's very efficient for time. The outlying aspect that is, you know, oftentimes frustrating is the cost. And so they're bringing that experience to the electric vehicle experience. So if the first thing they read, for example, is, oh, this electric vehicle overnight charges in eight hours, the immediate response they might have is, I, it's going to take me eight hours to fill up this vehicle every single time I need to fill it up. That's terrible. No, that's the one, one element. That is an overnight level yeah. two charge, for example. So the educational factor then turns into if they, from their experiences, are coming in and saying, I immediately will assume that's the one option I have, that means we have to identify the options they have. Yeah. So your company uh, has a solution for all these problems that uh, you've been proposing for some years now, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, correct. So Chargeway, as, as, from the outset, the mission was to look at the complexities of that user experience, the customer experience with filling up, thinking of that person who might immediately jump to saying it's just that one option, yeah. and then asking ourselves, how do we identify each of the options for each customer and knowing the fact that the vehicles also play a role in how those charging speeds might work. So it is a tailored experience through Chargeway to say, let's visualize the complexity in a way that's simple, using colors for plug types and simple numbers for power levels, and then create a software platform someone can just download to their pocket, they can add their car to it, or multiple cars to it, to see how those different experiences work for each car. And uh, how is it in, in, in uh, simple terms, in, like uh, the solution with numbers and colors that you were explaining? Yes, yeah. So you know, the colors being the plug types. So if you're if you're using a vehicle that uses a J1772 CCS connector, that would be green. If it has a Chatmo fast. And that one. Sorry, let me let's backtrack. Oh yes, yeah. that one for. That's the Tesla one. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> this is it. And that's so. the other thing that a lot of people. Well, most people know that because that's the most common now, yep. but 
Yeah, Even so people who are not Tesla users don't know. Yeah, though, this is exactly what we have to identify and create that wayfinding system around. So, yeah, Tesla has their own plug type in North America. Uh, in Chargeway, it's identified using red, the color red. Uh, vehicles such as the Nissan Leaf, they have a different fast charging port or, or uh, connector for fast charging than they do for what we'd call standard charging, which you can do at home. So blue for fast, green for standard, uh, for a Nissan Leaf, for example. Most vehicles are using what is referred to as the J1772 CCS standard for both standard and fast charging, and we identify that with green uh, inside of Chargeway. Yeah. And John, so like we have to identify also the, the way the vehicles charge because there are different, the actual car is different, the charging station is different. So that's another thing that, well, journalists should understand, but owners will have to understand when they make a decision to what car to buy, right? Yes. And in the same way that Uh, the salespeople in franchise dealerships are having trouble explaining some of the infotainment features now. You know, how do I turn on a radio? Well, you hit this button and then see that slider? That's how you turn it off. How, how about how to open the, the globe compartment? Oh, my God. <laughs> that was a fun video. Yeah. Right. <laughs> there are, cars can do vastly more things, but many people don't necessarily want those things for 99% of the time. And there's a lot more education on how to use that. In the same way, it's going to be the rare auto salesperson or delivery person when you get your new car who's going to say, now remember, to charge this electric car, you need this kind of connector at home. And when you're on the road looking for fast charging, you use that kind of connector. Yeah. Yeah. Because many of those salespeople have never driven an EV. It Historically, it's been one car in a lineup of... 12 mm -hmm. that's changing now there are a lot more evs but it's that link with where the consumer gets the car and they're not being properly educated and the assumption with the automakers is well we sold the car to the dealer we're done yeah and they'll figure it out yeah. and that's really painful if you're fueling a car in a very different way yeah. so let's try to make uh, remember those books uh, whatever slash for dummies Let's try to do that, like EV charging for dummies. And let, so let's explain, like the, the cars that charge very slowly, charge that uh, cars that charge more faster, and like the the most uh, the fastest of them. Yeah. So that's and that's one thing that you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of details and engineering behind the scenes that will make up what that that charging opportunity is. So there are certain vehicles that in in charge ways uh, way of explaining it can only standard charge levels one and two. Those are predominantly plug-in hybrid vehicles that use both electricity and gasoline for fuel. And that's how we would identify it in our mobile app. Just You would only see green twos on the map because mm -hmm. that's all you can use for that car. Uh, but then there's vehicles, obviously, that are pure electric that can have different capabilities of how fast they can charge. And that's based on the battery and the charging system that Correct. the car has, right? Yeah, so it, that's so you have to look at it for both how fast can they charge at home, if we're talking AC, how fast can they fast charge, and that's DC. The way that we looked at it for Chargeway, for example, was to say most people just want to know, can I connect here to this <laughs> yeah. fuel source? And based on my vehicle's capabilities and based on the station I've selected, what is my wait time to get what I want, which is to, quote, fill up or yeah. maybe get to 80% or what have you. So we use a, that simple numbering system through Chargeway to identify different levels of power for both station options you have 
as well as your vehicle's maximum charging capability so that you can more effectively identify is this station going to work for my needs based on is it too slow or is it just right? It's almost like, you know, it's, it's like this, you know, this porridge is just right. <laughs> yeah. But but also what this could help with is identifying if you have a station that has multiple power levels for offerings from different chargers, you're going to have a variety of different vehicles pulling up to plug in. It would also be a great way for providing wayfinding to ensure that vehicles that may not be able to fully charge up to a certain level of kilowatt aren't using a charger that could be better used by a vehicle that could. Uh, that's a that's a really important part of where we're at for the user experience for charging. Yeah. So John, going back to the Kevin Johansson uh, song, the part that says like there are things that I don't know that I don't know. <laughs> what are the most common mistakes that people make while charging their cars? Um, I think all of us in this world have seen people with an EV or who've not EV public charged a lot drive up to a charging station because their car's navigation said there's a charging station here, and not realize that it's a charging station their car can't use okay <laughs> yeah. now people pretty much know that the tesla network is restricted to teslas because when you drive up to a tesla supercharging station there are 12 slots and nine of them have teslas in yeah. them right the rest of it is a little bit more complicated and especially with plug-in hybrids those cars that matt identified that can only charge on one or two in chargeways terms, which is basically your standard three-point wall outlet mm -hmm. or a 240-volt outlet like a dryer, um, which comes with its own charging cable. Those cars will pull up to a fast charger, and people spend five minutes trying to figure out how to fit a plug that does not have a corresponding socket yeah. into their car. Yeah. So, Matt, um, once I was with uh, BMW, I think you were there too, John, last year with BMW for the iX and the i4 debut. Mm. And uh, one of the engineers um, explained the process of charging a battery in a very practical way, saying that more or less, let's say that like your battery is a 1,000-seat theater. Mm -hmm. So the first uh, 200 people will find a, a seat really quickly. Then the, the next... 700 more or less and then the last 100 or 150 will have a, a, a big trouble finding the right, seat right. because they're going to have asked to other people to get out so to, to slide in or whatever and he explained that to be more or less the case with batteries so batteries charge to a point in which it's kind of fast and then they the process slows down yeah. so um Is that a correct uh, analogy, like how to explain how to charge the battery and avoid people who I've seen people with the iPhone, for example. They get in the car, and even the phone is at 95, they plug it in. Right. And they at 92, they plug it in. It doesn't matter what level. Yeah. But that's that's also a, a big mistake, right? Well, that's not, and that analogy of the, the stadium or the theater has been yeah. used for a long time when it comes to EVs and explaining yeah. how it fills up fast and slowly fills up. I've also heard you know, cups of water. You can fill it up fast, but then if you keep going fast, you'll spill. Yeah. So I think that that's... I mean, as an analogy, I think it's smart. I think that it's it may not always still be translating to everyday people. I think that, um, especially the, the charge to 80% for fast charging and then just get on your merry way, I think that's going to be a learned aspect of fast charging. Um, the, the most difficult part of that is then you know, talking about charging curves and how things ramp down, for example, when you get to a certain point. Um, with with chargeway using the levels that we use for levels three through seven for fast charging, you know that if you're very low, if you start with that low number, it's going to take you longer. At the same time, I, we envision over time that if you have this type of interface in your vehicle, you might be at a certain state of charge on your battery. And because of we the information we could have, it could then suggest a power level to start at 
for fast charging because of knowing the, the charging curve. So instead, of, the car might be a level seven capable vehicle, but based on the state of charge, to your point, it's like, you don't need to plug into level yeah, exactly, seven if you're yeah. at 90. It could very well just say, if you're, if you're wanting to top off right now, level three or lower is gonna be your best option. These are ways to help create better navigation around those options still. Yeah, and um, John, talking about uh, from the other side, the manufacturers—they're not helping a lot, right, with the with the information or like the educational process, I guess. Yep, that's. Um, I think you're being kind, <laughs> and um, there are really two problems. Number one, historically, um, Henry Ford outsourced gasoline to John D. Rockefeller. Yeah. He had enough problems building a car company, building factories, ramping up to you know hundreds of thousands of cars a year, which no one had ever done before. He, the last thing he needed was to deal with fuel. Rockefeller was willing to deal with it through Standard Oil. Lovely partnership. It's lasted 100 years, basically. Yeah. Um, actually, one of the articles I wrote was how painful it was to fuel up a car in 1910. Yeah. Um, you had to ship gasoline like, in glass jars to a pharmacy. To pharmacy. Or even before that, Bertha Benz. <laughs> yes. The first, the first carry, trip. Carry it with you. Yeah. Um, so that's number one. Number two is that... Um, with the exception of a handful of startup makers like Tesla, um, all of the car makers are required by law to sell vehicles to consumers through independently owned third-party businesses. We call them car dealerships. It is illegal for GM to sell you a car. I know. So that's an extra step in the process of um, making the car and then getting the buyer of the car educated. And quite frankly, car dealerships have not been particularly good at educating what has been for the last 10 years a small number of buyers on a single model yeah. that is incredibly different because you get 20 minutes in your delivery <laughs> process. Yeah. 15 of which is that damn infotainment system. Yeah. And, oh, by the way, yeah, an, you options you don't, an options you don't want and you, they want to overcharge you for. Yes. <laughs> and, yes, well, the nitrogen <laughs> in your tires, but that's a different topic. So um, it's, it's sort of two reasons, but car makers still haven't gotten to the point where they understand that adoption of EVs is going to be slower if consumers hear from their friends, their neighbors, their relatives, their coworkers. I went to the public charger and it was broken. It didn't work. It said it was going to take seven hours. Well, that's not understanding how public charging works. Exactly. And they don't seem to feel a responsibility for explaining that in comprehensible terms that regular people get. So, Matt, unfortunately, we're running out of time, and it's going to be a fast-charging information minute, let's say. <laughs> when and how are we going to get to a certain point of, I don't know, if we're going to call normal or normality or regularity with the, at the level we are with gas? Oh, I think, well, infrastructure rollout is going to continue to take time from a public perspective. I still think that if you're talking about the United States as an example, 50% of the U.S. that has a single-family home where they park their car at yeah. night – I think that is still a very low-hanging fruit opportunity to get a lot of people to go electric. Uh, but they need to know the use case because buyers in the U.S. buy for fringe use cases, zombie apocalypse or the yeah. 18 cousins coming to town, so you need that third row seat. Yeah. Um, they need to know how to use the vehicle, not just at their house for filling up, but also away from home to have full confidence in that. And I think that Chargeway will help with that a lot for helping to visualize how electric fuel works at home and away from home. Yeah. So where can people find more information about the company? Uh, for Chargeway, uh, for anything on social media, 
media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, uh, and LinkedIn, it's just Chargeway, all one word. And then for our website, it's chargeway.net, and you can download the Chargeway mobile app to your Android or iOS device uh, for free at the app stores. Excellent. And John, where we can find your stuff? Um, I have articles in Car and Driver, Green Car Reports, Forbes Auto, and many other places, and I'm going to take the liberty of spelling my name because <laughs> I'm. I you can find me in SEO really well if you can uh, spell my name. It's John, J-O-H-N, Volker, V like Victor, O-E-L-C-K-E-R. Just go to Google, type that name, John Volker, and electric car, and you'll get everything I've written. So at least people know that part of the thing, right? Well, thank you very much for the information, and hopefully this will help more people to at least be more interested in learning, because we all are at that point. We still have to learn a lot, right? It's, the goal is about making it easy for everyone, and if you're using colors and numbers, that translates into every language, and we think that's going to help a lot of people for EV charging. Excellent. Thank you very much. Let's go and drive more EVs. Absolutely. Thank you for listening. For more, check us out online at TotalCarscore.com. Justin and so good. Thousands of spring deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save big today on new arrivals from Kate Spade, New York, Nike, Sam Edelman, Free People, and Madewell, starting at only $30. Great brands and great prices on dresses, denim, sandals, designer bags, and more. So rack your look and get first dibs on spring styles you want now from just $30 at your Nordstrom Rack Store. What will you find? Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.